1: what's going on you have entered the shenanigans pub this is the last call podcast with ray Route. of course it's your boy ray it is monday october the 25th and this is episode number one i've got a great show for you today we're gonna start with Ray's useless rant and well today really isn't a rant but that doesn't mean that it's not useless obviously i was abandoned by connor and i need to come up with something different and uh I've also been given up with some great opportunities with Newsbreak. So I will use Ray's just a slant rant to discuss and talk about what you can expect on this brand new podcast and what I'm doing over on Newsbreak right now. After that, we're going to move into the Gridiron Report. That's obviously brought to you by my bosses over on Newsbreak. And uh, in about 20 minutes or less, I will briefly look at 18 different stories from around the NFL. Today is open mic night here at Shenanigans Pub, and that means I will be hosting a guest And my guest to kick off my brand new podcast is none other than my former broadcast partner, Connor Carney. And then we're going to finish off with my favorite segment called Fanatic Takes, where I throw a subject up on our Patreon page and on Twitter. And I ask everybody to give me their hottest take. And today I was asking about the undefeated Chiefs falling to three and four and being tied with the Broncos for the bottom. The bottom, ladies and gentlemen. Of the AFC West. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into racist's rant. Racist's rant is brought to you by Colorcast. If you're a sports fan and you want to make sure that you want to download the Colorcast app, Colorcast has launched 60 talk shows throughout the week. Plus, you can hear play-by-play of every NFL, NCAA, MLB, NBA, NHL game and more every single day of the week. Best part of the Colorcast app: you don't have to just be a listener. If you want to jump on and give your take, it's not just another video service. It's online talk radio and play-by-play fueled by fans. So now it's time to for you to experience the ColorCast app. It's super simple. And, ladies and gentlemen, it is super free. Go to the description of this show. Download the link from the left there and see so you get all that free content over on ColorCast. And uh, just don't sit there and listen to me talk about it. Check out ColorCast. It's where real fans are giving real takes. So let's talk a little bit here about what you can expect out of the uh, last call with Ray Rout. Obviously, my by all by myself. It's uh, going to be a little bit different than Dear Pats Nation, but also very similar. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, it's, it's a podcast, right? Like, there's only so much that can be different. There's only so much that can change, right? I'm going to just change my camera up here a little bit. There we go. Oh, uh, what is going on? Ah. Now it wants to screw up. It hasn't screwed up in forever. Now it wants to screw up. There we go. Uh, anyways, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be about the same. Uh, I will be talking about the NFL, not just the New England Patriots, but I'm always gonna be a Patriots fan, so I'm always gonna include some Patriots Patriots content on here. I got to. It's going to be in the gridiron report, but I would also expect it to be a lot in the um, Razors' rant. That's where I want to talk about the Patriots. But uh, a lot has kind of happened to me lately. And uh, it's opened up other opportunities for me. And and Connor leaving me kind of sparked new opportunities that I'm working with. By the way, guys, just so everybody knows, uh, I had my computer that everybody knows I had problems with glitched out the day after Connor. Did things, so I've had to kind of do a new setup here. I'm using my phone as a camera, but I'm using my computer to produce. It's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, anyways, over on Newsbreak, uh, I have been badged as a top contributor for Newsbreak. And because of that, it's opened up other, other opportunities that I am now able to cover the entire NFL for them. And I'm really, really excited about that opportunity and one that I'm going to continue to pursue as time goes on. And because of that... Um, You know, I need this. it's not just going to be Patriots focused, which I hope, you know, football fans enjoy. But again, like I said, I am a Patriots fan, so I will definitely be covering Patriots stuff. Good news is my boy Lawrence Owen has signed up for his weekly guest spot. He will be here every Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to book other guests like I used to as well, but I think most nights it's just going to be me solo. So old school, old school DPN, just Ray. Uh, Let me tell you about the schedule here. The podcast is going to be recorded on Patreon Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I will go live and record it on YouTube every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'm only live today because it's like the inaugural episode. So I figured I needed to jump on in and go live on YouTube. Uh, But the podcast will be available for download Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, wherever you get your podcasts. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where we are with all this kind of stuff. It's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be different, of course, like I said, different. But at the end of the day, uh, it is what it is. Connor abandoned me, and I was forced to audible. And the opportunities popped up on Newsbreak when I had the opportunity. And because of that, here I am. So why don't we get this started now? That was raised just ran against nice and quick today. I just wanted to give you kind of an idea of what the podcast is going to look like. And we are going to get into the Gridiron Report again, which I think a lot of you have experienced on my YouTube channel. Right? I, I, but I do want to fix this camera. It's driving me nuts. There we go. There we go. Uh, a lot of you experienced it on the YouTube channel, just where I go through all the news, 18 different stories, that kind of thing. You know, that doesn't change whatsoever. So, uh, but we're going to get into that. But before we get into that, we're going to get into the NFL news blitz. And basically, before we get into that gridiron report, I'm quickly going to fly through the headlines that popped up after the report was already complete for the day. Um, But the news was sort of significant. It was a lot tonight. Uh, And it's probably news you're going to want to know. So let's take a very quick look at all of the developing stories around the NFL in the NFL news blitz. And let's start with the New York Jets, who have lost Zach Wilson for at least two to four weeks, making a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles sending Joe Flacco to New York. That's per Mike Garofalo. So Joe Flacco will be returning to the Jets, who he played for last season. And uh, for Patriot fans, well, you don't have to play the Jets again. And Flacco is normally a Patriots killer. And it's amazing that it took the Jets till now to recognize that, well, guess what? You needed to get some sort of veteran bridge quarterback in. So perhaps to help your young quarterback in case something were to happen. The Green Bay Packers, on the other hand, got a big game against Arizona this Thursday, the battle of 7-0 and 6-1, and the Packers look like they're going to have to do it without their wide receiver, Devontae Adams, who has been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list, and he is likely out for Thursday night. On the other hand, the Cardinals got a little big boost. as guys came off the list, including activating outside linebacker Chandler Jones from that COVID-19 reserve list. He can play on Thursday against the Packers. And again, with an outlet receiver missing for Aaron Rodgers, you know that Chandler Jones can get to the quarterback. It's going to cause a thing. And when you look at a team like the Dallas Cowboys, who seem to be super strong this year, and you think, how can this team get any better? Well, the Cowboys have designated wide receiver Michael Gallup to return from the injured reserve. His practice window is now open. The Dallas Cowboys will have 21 days to put him on the active roster. And we had another trade in the NFL today as the Broncos beefed up their defense a little bit more. As we know, they traded for a secondary player last week. They have traded with the Rams, and the Rams are sending linebacker Kenny Young in a 2024 seventh round pick to the Broncos in exchange for a 2024 sixth round pick. The Broncos have eight injured linebackers, including six on injured reserve. So this seemed like a must make trade for the Patriots or for the Broncos. Speaking of the Patriots, linebacker Harvey Lange has suffered an MCL sprain in Sunday's win over the Jets, and he is having more tests to determine how long he'll be out. At MCL, tear, you're looking anywhere four to six weeks. Possibility of his career being done. And ladies and gentlemen, the Gridiron Report is brought to you by Newsbreak. Over 1 billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak one of our my sponsors, I'm also a contributor on Newsbreak. In fact, I am labeled a top contributor for Newsbreak covering the NFL. So what are you waiting for? Download the Newsbreak app with the link that I've left in the description. It directly supports the podcast. If you want transparency, I will give you Transparency. Every time somebody downloads a newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description, it directly puts money in my pocket. So download the app, get unlimited access to all of your local news and all of my NFL content while also supporting the channel. It's a win-win for everybody. So please take 30 seconds and download the newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description. So the New England Patriots have had a slew of injuries this season. Devin McCourty had to leave the last game. Obviously, Dante Hightower was out. Jonathan Jones is out. And they needed somebody to step up. Patrick Chung retired this year. Kyle Duggar was that guy who had to step in for Patrick Chung. And Kyle Duggar has stepped up and he's come through for the Patriots defense. As Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald wrote, the Pats had enough faith in Duggar, the top pick of their 2020 draft class, to replace a 10-year captain. And he did, scooping up an interception in the third quarter and posting a team-high eight tackles while splitting deep snaps with veteran Adrian Phillips until garbage time. Quote, We're fortunate to have all these really good safeties, Bill Belichick said. Devin has certainly quarterbacked the secondary for a long time back there, but those guys practice, and they rotate through there. So, yeah, Kyle and Phillips, and they've both been very good players in their own rights, and both smart players, so they handle things. Kyle made a great catch on a low ball there. The Indianapolis Colts absolutely destroyed the San Francisco 49ers 30-18 to 18 last night. And it was really on the back of Carson Wentz who had his best game for the Colts and on the running back Jonathan Taylor who had a phenomenal game. The Associated Press is reporting that Wentz and the Colts were able to do just enough on offense thanks to three pass interference penalties for 97 yards and a productive game on the ground from Taylor who ran for 107 yards and a score. The 49ers, 2-4, and four, dropped their fourth straight game and remained winless at home for more than a year since beating the Rams October 18, 2020, as the return of starting quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo failed to provide any spark on a wet night. Garoppolo threw for 181 yards, lost a fumble, and threw two interceptions and struggled to push the ball downfield in his first game back after missing one game with a calf injury. Pittman, who had four catches for 105 yards and a touchdown, he also drew two other pass interference calls as Wentz repeatedly looked in his direction. Now, you always want rookies to stand up. We just talked about Kyle Duggar, who's a second-year player, who stepped up. And you want them to exceed expectations. And for the L.A. Chargers, they are saying that Asante Samuel Jr. has stepped up for L.A. and exceeded those expectations. Because Charger Wire's Gavino Borquez writes, Through six weeks, the Chargers have seen the expected players dominate. However, there have been some pleasant surprises along the way. On the defensive side of the ball, cornerback is arguably the most challenging position when transitioning from college to the pros, but Samuel has made it clear that the competition is not too big for him. Named defensive rookie of the month for September, Samuel has a team high two interceptions. He also has five passes defended. His lack of size has shown up in coverage at times, and he has been penalized a couple of times, but he is outplaying his draft slot number 47 overall in nearly all the other rookie corners. Now things have been bad for the Kansas City Chiefs this season, I know it, you know it, they know it, and they have a significant turnover issue. According to the Associated Press, the Chiefs turned the ball over three times Sunday losing 27 to 3 to Tennessee, and the Titans turned an interception of Mahomes as his fu- and his fumble into 10 late points in the first half. Kansas City now 3 and 4 has more turnovers already this season, 17, than the 16 giveaways in all of 2020. Mahomes has 11, including nine interceptions, for the most the 2018 NFL MVP has had in a single season, counting the playoffs. That ties him with the Jaguars' rookie back quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, for the most in the NFL. And the turnovers are coming in bunches now, too. This is the third straight game that Kansas City has turned the ball over at least three times, and the Chiefs turned it over four times in the Los Angeles Chargers earlier this season. Now, the Buffalo Bills could be the best team in the AFC. Can they wrap up the bye in the AFC? Well, the Buffalo Bills' remaining schedule is also the easiest in the league. As Nick Fierro of Bills Central asks and answers, can the Buffalo Bills exceed their 13-win total from a year ago, even though they've already lost two games through the first six weeks? Their schedule suggests that they can. They have five games against rookie quarterbacks and just two against teams who have winning records heading into week seven. Their strength of schedule is the easiest in the league from this point, according to analysis by ESPN's Mike Clay, based on evaluation of each team. So what does this mean for their chances of finishing with the best record in the conference to earn a first round bye? That just that if they take care of business in the games in which they're favored, it should happen. And finally, yesterday we saw a big contrast in veteran 45-year-old Tom Brady going up against rookie Justin Fields and the Bears wanted to show that they could hang with the defending Super Bowl champions and it wasn't even close. The Associated Press is reporting protection for rookie quarterback Justin Fields. Defensive breakdowns and turnovers contributed to the Bears three and four falling behind by three touchdowns before the opening 15 minutes had elapsed in Sunday's 38-3 loss to the Super Bowl champions. And whatever hopes the Chicago Bears had of upsetting Tampa Bay for the second straight season, were long gone before the first quarter ended. The teams lined up on the wrong side of the field for opening kickoff, and things only got worse for the Bears. They went three and out in their first possession, and after getting a 43-yard punt return by Jalen Drayden, Tampa Bay needed two plays to take a 7-0 lead. Chicago, which entered ranked uh, with the 32nd on offense and 27th defensively, was outgained, 407th defensively, was outgained 400 yards to 311 one standout for the Bears was rookie Cahill Herbert, who gained a career-high 100 yards in 18 carries. And there is only one undefeated team in the NFL this year, and that is the Arizona Cardinals, and they took care of business against the Houston Texans yesterday. According to the Associated Press, the Cardinals remain the NFL's only undefeated team and improved to 7-0 for the first time since 1974. The Texans, 1-6, who looked totally overmatched for three quarters, have lost six straight games. DeAndre Hopkins caught a touchdown pass from his former team against his former team. Zach Ertz caught a touchdown pass for his new team and the Arizona Cardinals scored 31 unanswered points to roll past the Houston Texans 31 to five on Sunday. Kyler Murray completed 20 of 28 passes for 261 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. The interception was his first since week three, but it was one of the rare bad moments in another solid day. James Conner added another 18-yard touchdown run, and Ertz had a 47-yard touchdown reception, which was the longest of his career. The Cardinals have a quick turnaround hosting the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night. Now, everybody knows that a good offensive line will normally equal to good offense, and that's exactly what the Las Vegas Raiders are getting out of their offensive line. The Associated Press is reporting, quote, no matter the work in practice or the small mistakes in the games, Derek Carr has never questioned his offensive line. The unit allowed only two hits while keeping their quarterback upright and not allowing a sack during his career day in Las Vegas' 33-22 win over the Philadelphia Eagles. The Raiders averaged 8.9 yards per play in last week's 34-24 road victory against the Denver Broncos, their highest in a game since 2000, and that effort carried over to Sunday with Las Vegas averaging 7 yards per play. Quote, I'm very proud of those guys. They should get a lot of credit because they gave us five wins, Carr said. It all starts up front in this league. If you can dominate the line of scrimmage, you have a good chance to win football games, and they've done a great job for us. Carr finished 31-34 for 332 yards and two touchdowns. We're going to go as they go, Carr said. If they make the holes and we have time to throw it, we feel confident in our attack. And then you had a face-off between two quarterbacks against their two former teams as Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford faced off against the Rams and Detroit Lions. Respectively, and unsurprisingly, the Rams, well, they beat the they beat the Lions. The Associated Press wrote that Stafford passed for 334 yards and three touchdowns against his former team, and Jalen Ramsey made an end zone interception with five minutes left in the Rams' 28-19 victory over Jared Goff in the winless Detroit Lions on Sunday night. Matthew Stafford is still loving his spot on the other side of the current chasm between the Lions and the Rams. Stafford and Goff both acknowledged high emotions in the first game since they switched uniforms in a blockbuster trade last winter. Their post-game reunions with former teammates and coaches were uniformly warm, but their new team stayed on the same uh, season trajectories with the Rams 6-1 who are now 6-1 narrow win. The Rams led 25-19 when Goff drove the Lions to the Los Angeles 12 while converting four third downs, but Ramsey came up with his late game changing play on his 27th birthday while Goff was being hit by Donald, the Rams' other 2020 All-Pro. And things are not great for the New York Jets. Zach Wilson will be out for at least two to four weeks with a sprained PCL. He went down yesterday against the New England Patriots, and Jack Brown of the Scores reporting that the New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson is out for two to four weeks after an MRI confirmed he suffered a sprained PCL in Sunday's 54-13 to loss to the New England Patriots, a source tells ESPN's Adam Schefter. The rookie signal caller injured his PCL on a low hit in the second quarter and said after the game that He heard a pop in his knee. Wilson, 22, has struggled throughout the first seven games of his NFL career. The 2021 number 2 pick is tied for the most interceptions in the league with nine and has thrown just four touchdown passes. He also has the third-worst completion percentage, passer rating of 57.5% and 63.5% respectively. New York's blowout loss to the Patriots dropped the Jets to 1-5. and Let's continue on with some more injuries across the NFL because the Jacksonville Jaguars are losing their wide receiver DJ Chark for the remaining of the season. Jack Brown, again, is reporting that the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver DJ Chark will be missing the rest of the season with a fractured ankle. Jaguars head coach Urban Myers announced on Monday, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. The 25-year-old led the Jaguars in receiving yards in each of the last two seasons, racking up 53 catches for 706 yards and five touchdowns in 2020, and 73 catches for 1,008 yards and eight scores in 2019. Chark had a slow start to the season before getting hurt, making just seven catches on 22 targets for 154 yards and two touchdowns in four games. Chark will be an unrestricted free agent this season. And the Tennessee Titans have sent reminders to the rest of the NFL that they are a legitimate contender. They beat the Buffalo Bills last week, and they came out and throttled the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Jim Trotter of NFL.com lays out one by one, they stepped behind the lectern and Nissan Stadium following the 27-3 demolition on Sunday and acted as if there was nothing to see. As if a dominant win just six days after a compelling victory over fellow AFC powerhouse, the Buffalo Bills, was just another game in just another season. They didn't just beat the Chiefs, they beat them down, leading 14-0 after one quarter and 27-0 after the half. They showed balance on offense with Ryan Tannehill completing 21 to 27 passes for 270 yards and a touchdown. Derrick Henry rushing for 86 yards and throwing for a score. And Brown snagging eight passes for 133 yards and a touchdown. Tennessee displayed dominance on defense, too, registering four sacks and three takeaways. The whipping was thorough. The Chiefs coach Andy Reid figuratively waved the white flag with just eight minutes to play. Pulling Mahomes, if the star quarterback was hit in the head by Jeffrey Simmons' leg while trying to escape the grasp of another defender, Mahomes did clear uh, clear concussion protocol, but did not return to the game. With Reed wisely choosing not to subject uh, his face of the franchise to more punishment, and the Patriots have lost another cornerback in Jonathan Jones. Alex Shippen of the Score delivered some devastating news to the New England Patriots fans by writing that Jones sat out Sunday's win over the New York Jets after appearing in the first six games of the season. The 28-year-old played 54% of New England's defensive snaps throughout the first six games and served as his team's top cover man in the slot. Jonathan Jones will undergo season-ending shoulder surgery, sources told Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. The Patriots began the season with plenty of depth in the secondary, but they now find themselves thin after reportedly losing Jones. Jones, who stood out on special teams early in his career with New England before carving out a consistent role on defense, posted 18 tackles and one interception in 2021. The 6 year pro missed only one game over his first five NFL seasons. And now, despite winning six straight games, the Green Bay Packers are actually in really tough against the undefeated Cardinals this week, and the Packers should and will be going into this game as underdogs. And of course, losing Devontae Adams is going to drop them down even more. But Zach Kurse of the Packers Wire wrote that Green the Green Bay Packers have won six games in a row, but will be underdogs for the first time since week three, when Matt LaFleur's team travels to Arizona to play an unbeaten Cardinals on Thursday Night Football in week eight. The Packers haven't been an underdog since traveling to San Francisco to play the 49ers in primetime last month, Green Bay won the game 30 to 28 and Lafleur has never faced the Cardinals as the Packers coach. Uh, the last two teams the last time these two teams met, the Cardinals scored an upset at Lambeau Field in December of 2018 directly leading to the firing of Mike McCarthy. Overall, the Packers are six and one against the spread this season and the Cardinals are six and one against the spread as well. Now, there is no consensus across the NFL fan bases where Baker Mayfield should rank amongst all NFL quarterbacks, but that doesn't mean that the Browns aren't willing to give him big money, whether the fans believe it or not. As Jared Miller of the Browns Wires reporting, after picking up his 5th year option, Cleveland has the former number one overall pick under contract for the 2022 season, but extension talks have not brought about an extension at this time. However browns still are willing to pay baker mayfield more than 30 million dollars a year according to a report by espn's dan granzino cleveland is willing to offer mayfield a big deal i still think i actually i know that the browns would bring mayfield back for the right price i don't think they want to pay him at patrick mahomes or josh allen levels but they believe that they can win with him and would pay him in the mid to high 30 millions per year to stick around Russell Wilson currently makes $35 million a year with only four quarterbacks, Mahomes, Allen, Prescott, and Deshaun Watson, averaging more than that per season. Based on Grant Zeno's report, Cleveland is willing to make Mayfield a top five paid quarterback. And we're going to get into our final story of the day before we bring on our guest. And this one comes from a lot of people, but listen. We all thought that for sure Deshaun Watson was going to Miami, but apparently the Carolina Panthers are back in the sweepstakes. The Panthers' wire, Anthony Rizzuti, is reporting that with nods from Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News and NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport towards the Panthers' renewed interest in Watson, both reporters noted that Carolina could soon jump into the fray and try to outbid the Miami Dolphins for the services of the legally troubled quarterback. Here's what he wrote. He said, the decision as to the final destination likely will be made by Watson, who has a no trade clause and thus can veto any specific deal. Watson, put simply, has a decision to make. A decision is expected soon. It's not impossible that someone else could get involved at this point. However, it's the Dolphins as the favorites and the Panthers as the next possible landing spot with Watson being the one who will make the final call. The Panthers, especially after the recent play of current starter Sam Darnold, seem ready to commit to some kind of effort for the Pro Bowl passer, but is he, however, prepared to make a commitment to them? And Kyle Pitts was looked at as one of the best picks coming out of the draft, so, so far... The Atlanta Falcons are wreaking all the benefits of their young tight end. Steve Hummer of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution writes that Kyle Pitts is a difference maker and mold breaker of unique proportion, as proven by a 7-catch, 163-yard performance Sunday. Here in a last drive, 30-28 victory over the Miami Dolphins, Pitts is that rare type of player who can right a lot of wrongs. Pitts returns uh, to a growing geometrically. Sunday's performance came atop last week's 119-yard work versus the New York Jets, making him the first rookie tight end since 1970 to compile back-to-back 100 receiving yards. For fans of pointless projections, that puts him on pace to finish with a 17-game season with 88 catches for 1,334 yards. Even if that doesn't hold, there's no doubt that Pitts has made the loss of Julio Jones almost go unnoticed. And lastly, the Ravens had an embarrassing loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. They lost 41-17. to For two weeks, the Ravens looked like the most legit team in the NFL, but they looked beyond mediocre on Sunday, and they just saw a general lack of consistency. Kevin Ostreicher of the Ravens' Wire reports that when defensive lineman Callias Campbell was asked about how the Ravens' defense has played so far this year, he said that they've been up and down and not very consistent yet. The Baltimore Ravens fell to the Cincinnati Bengals in week seven of the 2021 season, losing by the final score of 41 to 17. It was a blowout in every sense of the word, especially in the second half where Cincinnati quarterback, Joe Burrow and company went to work and never looked back piling on 28 points. The Ravens face a brutal second half schedule, so they'll have their work cut out for them. However, the team certainly has the talent on the defensive side of the ball to make things work more consistently. It's now just a matter of the organization approaches during this time and during the bye week to make things right. All right, guys, so it's now time for open mic, and that means that I am going to be bringing in my guest for tonight. And I think I've already let the cat out of the bag of who it is, but he'll be coming in here in just a second. But before I bring him in, I got to tell you that open mic is brought to you by Symbol. Okay, listen, if you thought about investing in the stock market or you're worried about making the investment because you don't know enough about investing or perhaps you're just not ready to put money into crypto, why not invest into something you know all about? And that's the sports market symbol brilliantly combines sports betting and investing all in one place. On symbol, you can invest in your favorite teams like the New England Patriots or you can take the long term investment on teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Show your sports know how by buying, trading and selling shares and all of your favorite college NFL, major league baseball and NBA teams. You can earn money for every win. You can invest in season or out of season. It's up to you buy small and sell big. This is not some week to week gambling site where you drop a wager on one game. This is your chance to be in it for the long haul. Be cautious, be aggressive, be a homer. It doesn't matter. Symbol is there for you to find value and try to make your money. Symbol is also offering an absolutely crazy promotion that I think they're insane for offering. However, click the link that I've left in the description. Use the promo code DPN and Symbol will allow you to make a completely risk-free deposit up to $500. Just use the promo code DPN and your deposit will be risk-free for 90 days. Meaning if you lose money, don't like the market, whatever reason you can withdraw the entire initial deposit, no matter what. So go check out what I think is the coolest gambling and investment site in the world. I've left the link to the symbol website in the description below. So I suggest you go check it out and show the world your sports know-how and how savvy an investor you really are. Go check out symbol by using the link I've left in the description and make sure you use the promo code DPN and you can make a 90 day risk-free deposit up to $500 all right my guest tonight pretended to be my best friend and then when i wasn't looking he took a knife and he stabbed me right in the back uh he took what was at one time the number one podcast on sportscaster and he left it all behind to make tiktok videos and tweet stupidity on a regular basis ladies gentlemen people from all over the world the only way that I can move forward is to exercise my demons and stare the monster right in the eye. Shenanigans pubs, please welcome my former broadcast partner, Mr. Connor Carney.
0: I'm not giving you an applause. Who, who, who's the guest tonight? <laughs> What's going on, man? <laughs> What's up? I like those Kiki uh, Hernandez glasses.
1: Thank you. Thank the Red you. Sox well, still
0: lost, though. They did. Well, I...
1: I was gonna get into that. I was gonna get into that. But listen, I have seen your TikToks, right? I've seen your Twitter videos. I've had a couple. Be honest with me, okay? Yep. Are you missing the outlet that the podcast gave you, especially in those frustrating times?
0: Only last week when I wanted to yell about why the Patriots are two and because they shouldn't be two and four. Now they're three and four. So we're good. I'm not be 2 and 4 now they are 3 and 4 so we are good i am i am relaxed. T-
1: You've had time to think about it a little bit, let everything sink in, right? I have. I've, yeah, I've had to make some adjustments. You've moved on with your life, right? Do you, do you feel guilty yet about breaking the knife off of my back or what?
0: <laughs> Not yet. I feel like it'll be like the one month mark, you know, when I look back on it then, then, that, then that's when the real guilt will come in.
1: When everything just like when my channel just completely dies, nobody downloads <sighs> the podcast. I feel and like my you should be, on you should be going done. way
0: up. You should you should be a- you should be on an upward trajectory now that you've cut dead weight. You know what? I, I don't even know if podcasting
1: is for me, man. I don't know no? if you've seen it. I'm killing it on Newsbreak. Like I'm going up by a thousand followers
0: a month. That's the spot, it's- then, right?
1: Yeah, I- I'm like people just want the news, and that's so right. that's kind of what my podcast is turned into. It's the news, and then every once in a while, I, I invite trade. I mean, a guest like you on to come, you know, talk and whatever. <laughs> Look, dude, the last time we spoke, the Patriots were one in three. The yep. Boston Red Sox were the hottest team in baseball. Yeah. Um, can you talk about what happened with the Sox and your feeling about the Patriots right now?
0: The, uh, the Red Sox absolutely collapsed. I don't know. I think that the, their heart and their scrappiness took it as far as it, it was going to take them. I mean, they they weren't really the talented enough team to make it that far. I mean, Houston was clearly the better team. They, they just stacked top to bottom. Um, I mean, I, I think that the Red Sox just played so far above – like their talent level, eventually they were going to come back down to earth. And that was about halfway through the ALCS. They they just couldn't will themselves to the World Series, unfortunately. So we'll see. I hope the Braves win. Good luck to Atlanta. Um, as far as the Patriots, man, I, I I'm very frustrated in the past because they've been so close to winning. But I mean, how can you not be absolutely thrilled after they put up 54 points yesterday? That's exactly what we needed out of them. I didn't want it to be a 23-17, you know, grinded out win versus the Jets. Wanted it to be exactly what it was over at halftime. Just an absolute blowout. Just blow the doors off of them. I think it was a great momentum shift there for them. So I'm hoping how they kind of just barely found ways to lose a couple of these games early in the season. Next couple of weeks, they're just barely going to find ways to win. So hopefully this is a good start.
1: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about yesterday's game. Obviously, an absolute blowout. I think again, yep. not only did the Patriots the team needed, I think this the fan base needed this. I think the fan base needed to Definitely. show a little bit of confidence. Did you take yesterday's win as like a really big positive, or are you in that group that thinks like it wasn't that impressive? Cause it was just the Jets, Zach Wilson goes out. Like, where do you sit in that category?
0: I think just because of like the magnitude of the win, how Big it was that it is definitely a very big confidence booster. I said, if it was a closer game, even if they won by 10, I wouldn't be as confident. So then I'd say, you know, at the end of the day, it's just the Jets. But they they put up 54 points. I mean, that's it's hard for that to be a fluke. At the end of the day, this is still the NFL, and it's hard to score that many points. It's hard to beat another team by 40. And, and that's what they did. So I, I think uh, a little bit was obviously the Jets just aren't good and they're not going to be good this year. But I think a lot of it was the the Patriots just looking to make a statement.
1: All right. So the Patriots are three and four. Uh, we They have 10 games left, I believe. Yeah. Here's their schedule. So they face the Chargers. Then they got yep. the Panthers. Then they got the Browns. Then the Falcons and the Titans and the Bills. Then they got a bye week. Then they got the Colts, the Bills, the Jags. the And then they end off with the Dolphins
0: pretty tough. What
1: is your prediction? What is your now final record for the New England Patriots?
0: Oh man, optimistically I'm hoping that they can somehow find a way to win 7 out of those 10. I think it's going to be very difficult. They're going to need to have everything that they didn't execute flip-flop. Chargers is a winnable game, but they I'm imagining they're going to be the underdog. Uh Panthers aren't good. They I don't know what's going on with them. They've absolutely collapsed. They should beat the Panthers. Falcons, also not a good team. They should definitely beat the Falcons. Um, Jaguars should be easy money at the end of the year. They have to beat the Dolphins in the last game of the season. So I think that's about five right there. they got to find a way to steal a couple games. Colts, the Colts have had an extremely tough schedule. I think they're actually a good team, but I think the Patriots are capable of beating them. And from there, it's just going to be tough. The Browns, very difficult game. Two games versus the Bills, really tough. They basically have to find a way to split that and then, you know, win, win two or three others out of steals and then take the cakewalks that they get coming up.
1: Yeah, so there's teams that I had the Patriots beating before that I now have them losing to. And there's teams that I had them losing to before now that they're winning. So here's here's my thoughts. I think they're going to lose to the Chargers. Yep. Then I think they're going to go on a three-game win streak. I think they're going to beat the Panthers. They're going to beat the yep. Browns. They're going to beat the Falcons. Unfortunately, they're going to go on a four-game losing streak after that. They're going to lose to the Titans. They're going to lose to the Bills. They're going to lose to the Colts. And then they're going to lose to the Bills again.
0: Yeah, I have them very winning
1: I have them winning out the next two games against the Jags and the Dolphins. I have them finishing eight and nine. Yeah. So for a little bit this year, I thought they could only get seven games, especially after they lost to Miami, but I'm now at the point where I think they could pull off eight games.
0: Yeah. Their only chance is to really steal a couple of those. I, I mean, they, they'd they have to somehow beat the bills, which is going to be extremely tough. Somehow find a way to beat the chargers, which again is going to be extremely tough. Uh, we just have to hope bill Belichick saved something from last year's chargers game. I, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one this Sunday, but they do have a couple cupcakes. I mean, the Panthers just aren't good. The Falcons defense is horrendous. Um, end of the year at Miami, I, I, they should beat Miami and the Jacksonville Jaguars are, are still a three win team.
1: So you got a new job, but you your your demeanor and your energy sounds the same as it was three months ago on the podcast. What's up with that, man?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm the same, I guess. Right. They're still bur- they're still burning me out so far. They're just burning you out the other way.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? Selling cars and doing the other thing at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much
1: the hours, <laughs> the
0: hours, the hours have flip-flopped at least for the time being. have flip-flop. What? In the sense that you're doing more hours. In the, in the sense that I'm doing the same thing in a different, like in a different way. And a different pay scale as well. That too. That too. Do, do you like the new job at least? Yeah. So far. So good, man. Definitely. I definitely like it more. It's It's an improvement. I think
1: like you haven't walked away and thought man i made a mistake
0: not yet in the very beginning it crossed my mind cuz it was a lot it's a lot to learn at once but i'm figuring it out i'm figuring Good it you. out for
1: you i was telling so we were on the Patreon the other night that you didn't come to again and uh but listen i'm just making that clear i invite you for every hangout because if i don't invite you i'm the douchebag as yep. i told you before so you're the douchebag for not showing up. But uh, we did it Friday night, and I said, you know, I said, Connor is actually deceivingly smart. Like, he's a pretty smart kid, right? It's And I hate complimenting you now. Like, I really do.
0: <laughs> I really sneak do. S- Sneakily,
1: if that's a word. What's your pick for the World Series, Atlanta or Houston? And I can't tell you, can I, before I say it, I can't tell you how much it pisses me off that Houston's in the world, or Atlanta's in the World Series, because... They finished with eighty-eight wins this year, and the Blue Jays didn't make the playoffs with with ninety-one wins. So it hurts yeah. me so much that the Braves are in the World Series. But I am cheering for the Braves over Houston to beat yeah. the Astros. Yeah. Who, who, who do you got though? Like, what does your head tell you? Who's winning the World Series this year?
0: I I feel like Houston's the better team, obviously, but I'm rooting for the Braves. Definitely. I want to see the Braves win that little Cinderella type story. And I think the Braves are a scrappy team to get this far. You can't get to the world series without playing hard. They just knocked off the Dodgers. So they're rolling. They're rolling hard. I wouldn't be surprised if the Braves do win, but I think Houston's definitely the better team. Houston's just super talented and I hate them too.
1: What would you like to see the Red Sox do this offseason? First of all, have you forgiven hind Because I think you were one of those guys that were were upset with him for not making moves at the trade
0: deadline. Like, have you forgiven him for... Oh, definitely, I mean, yeah. and In hindsight, he made the only real, like, good move, which was to go out and get Kyle Schwarber, which was awesome. It's all they really needed. I mean, I, I guess they, they could have done something else to help solidify the bullpen because that was an issue, obviously. But... Overall, I mean, the, he put together a team that was so good that it took him all the way there. I don't know how. I mean, they, they didn't really give up anybody from the farm. He was kind of, you know, openly playing for a couple seasons down the line, not trying to sell out and win this year. And they still were two games away from making the World Series. So you got to tip your cap to Heim Bloom. So I'm just about done my time with you, which okay. sounds weird <laughs>
1: because, yeah. You know, but
0: uh, does this being here make you want to be here more often? I guess. Yeah, it's weird. It's good to be back. Seeing some familiar names in the chat. Forgot. I don't even know. I don't even. It's all been a blur for the past three weeks or so. I feel like it's been like three days.
1: Yeah, it's been three weeks.
0: Three weeks.
1: And you're forcing me to do this ish on my own. But
0: would you, for
1: uh, old time's sake, before you leave, give us your Bundesliga picks of the week?
0: I'm ready. I'm ready. I think All I'm right. gonna get a. Win. I think I might pick one right this week. By the way, your f-
1: final one that you did, yep. You have no idea how many you got right.
0: <laughs> of course, <laughs> like unbelievable how well you did that. <laughs> week. There was a that, lot that of makes upsets. sense.
1: There was a lot of upsets. All right, this Friday you got 1899 Hoffenheim versus Hertha Berlin.
0: Oh, 1899 Hoffenstein. That's one of the best names I've ever heard.
1: They are the favorites. Nice. All right. On Saturday, we got a full slate of games. You got FC Union Berlin versus Bayern Munich.
0: Bayern Munich, of course. Best team in the league. There you go. Then you got Borussia Dortmund versus Cologne. 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 Shout out to Thomas.
1: Dortmund's a minus 225 for that game.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> and you got Freiburg versus Goethe Firth. Gertha Firth. How do you go against a name like that? All right, Freiburg's a minus 240. All right, all right.
1: Then you got Bayer, Bayer Leverkusen versus VFL Wolfsburg.
0: VFL Wolfsburg all day. Been a big fan of them for a long time.
1: All right, Leverkusen's a minus 105. You're just going with the with the the underdogs. All the, eh? all the
0: underdogs. This is the underdog story this week.
1: You got Armenia Belfield versus Mainz. Mainz. They're they're actually a plus one ten. Good for you. Wow. Eintracht Frankfurt versus uh, RB Leipzig.
0: Oh, RB Leipzig.
1: Yeah, because it's the rebel. They got wings all day, right? RB absolutely. stands absolutely,
0: absolutely. They can fly, literally.
1: Uh right, final one. You got Augsburg versus Stuttgart.
0: Oh, Augsburg. Anybody who sounds like that—that that type of a name—is going to be dominant.
1: Then you got Munchenklatsch
0: <laughs> over Stuttgart. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one too. Then
1: you got and Gladbach versus Bochum. Oh,
0: Bochum. Bochum's uh, dominant.
1: Yeah, Munch yeah. Munchen Gladbach's minus minus three hundred. So oh,
0: okay, <laughs> another big upset incoming. Maybe. All right, Connor, will you come back?
1: I don't mean full uh, time. Will you come, come back as a guest?
0: I'll come back and visit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course.
1: I've had a lot of so. I had a lot of people request you to be, you know. I'll talk to you off there. Okay, but I've got I've got a lot of because Lawrence just signed up for a regular spot, right? And they're like, why can't nice. Connor just do a regular spot? And I was like, listen, Connor's busy and he's a traitorous rap bastard, so I don't know. What Wait, the p- the, guy the guy.
0: people the people actually want to hear from me. They do. They why? they were wondering.
1: So like Lawrence is every Tuesday. They're like, can can Connor be every Monday? Because I announced that you are gonna be my guest. Yeah. Right? Because I knew that's what would bring the eyeballs in.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so, right? That's what gets people going. That's what, would it that's, take, what, that's what brings them out.
1: What would it take me to convince you to do a regular 15-minute spot every week?
0: Oh, wow. That's every week, 15 minutes. I think I could commit to that. You could commit to that?
1: Yeah. Do you want me to text you? Do you want to commit to
0: Mondays? What do you want to do? What, whatever you want. Whatever you tell me. Well, why don't we do Mondays at 730? I'm, I'm here. I'm Guys, here.
1: you just heard a live on the podcast. We have committed Connor to coming out every monday at 7 30 to give us 15 to 20 minutes yes sir and we'll just we'll just work on them from there then we'll turn it into <laughs> an entire episode then we'll go into two episodes
0: that's what my jobs used to do to me they just they just <laughs>
1: bring you right along we'll just continue on and if you're just being nice to the audience text me later
0: okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right guys until next week i guess Connor. Thank you so much for coming in. And uh, I I will not use this catchphrase anymore, but maybe we can make it the Monday catchphrase for you.
0: Yep. Um,
1: I still got a show to do, so soon. don't wait around for me. Okay. Um, But uh, why don't you tell those people about those Patriots?
0: They're legit, kid.
1: And that was Connor Carney. Thank you so much to Connor for coming in today. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go into our final segment of the day, which is Fanatic Takes. Fanatic Takes is brought to you by the Dear Pats Nation Patreon page, which will be changing very soon. Head on over to Patreon and join my loyalty club. Join my one and only tier for $5 a month and get a minimum of four exclusive videos per week and two exclusive hangouts per month where you can join me and other Patreon members on the screen. Click the Patreon link that I've left in the description or go to www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports and get your exclusive weekly content. So the Kansas City Chiefs have spent some time this off season talking about going undefeated in 2021. They've already been blown out twice this season, once of the Buffalo Bills, and obviously yesterday, the Tennessee Titans. Patrick Mahomes is turning the ball over at what can only be described as an alarming rate if you're a Chiefs fan. And I asked the members of the Deer Pass Nation Loyalty Club what their hottest takes were. Will the Chiefs bounce back? Are they done? I wanted to know what football fans said. And here were the answers I got. Now, this one made me laugh because this was an autocorrect. But Thomas said, for Mexican which I believe he probably meant for me. For me, they will not come back this season. Uh, The issues are too big to fix for them. Besides the injuries, the other teams have learned how to read Mahomes. It's no secret anymore. So the opponents will focus on the weaknesses. Besides that, this O-line can't protect him. Mahomes' reaction to his losses shows how inexperienced he is with failure. It's the first season where he has not been unstoppable, and he can't cope with it. His family doesn't help him either. They let him look like a crybaby. Mahomes must learn how to lose and work on himself and define himself new. Uh, yeah, and you know what? It's funny because Patrick Mahomes has had nothing but success. I know that some people want to turn over to that AFC championship game and say, well, that's where he, that's where he experienced failure, but not really. He didn't really experience failure in that game. He more just... Lost the game, bounced back the next year and won the Super Bowl. Going to the AFC Championship game in your first year as a quarterback is by no means a failure. So I think that if you're Kansas City, this is a year you got to learn how to lose. And I kind of agree. I just, I don't see, there's just something about this team. I don't see them bouncing back this year. We've seen the Patriots in tough spots before, you know, back in the Tom Brady days. I just, to me, though, I don't have that feeling like they're going to come back. I did when they lost to Buffalo. I remember I texted, uh, I messaged my buddy who's a Chief fan. I was like, hey, man, this team ain't done. You know, then they win the next week, but then that game yesterday just like,
0: Sorry guys, I don't know what the hell happened there.
1: There we go. Uh just so much going on. And uh yeah, so I, I to me I just don't I just don't see it. Uh, Alex says, I don't believe they'll bounce back this season, and if they do, it's most likely later in the season. Next season, I do believe they'll bounce back and just as be just as good as before, but right now, they need to learn how to lose. A lot of learn-how-to-lose comments, right? And, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. However, I will kind of just jump in and say that... Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard. I mean, teams have lost before. It's not like Patrick Mahomes was like, See, because when you think of guys like Trevor Lawrence, they were they were successful their whole career, right? And and then it was after that they became losers. <laughs> I don't think the uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't lose a game until he lost with the uh, in the playoffs, right? Or no, sorry, it was Joe Burrow. Why am I thinking Trevor Lawrence? Joe Burrow had never lost a game or something like that before. So it, it's it is what it is. But yeah, I think they'll be back next year as well. Uh, Mike N says, Nick Wright, quote, I just have a trouble finding a loss on their schedule. 20-0 and 0 is on the table. <laughs> yeah, uh, this just goes to show the hyper offense direction the NFL seems to be headed in. It's not the best direction. You need balanced complementary football. Mahomes will be fine. He just needs to learn to take a check down and they need to put some firepower into that defense. Uh, yeah, and you know what? We were having a conversation on the Patreon talk the other day, on the Patreon show the other day, and basically the, the conversation was like, You can't just win with a defense anymore, right? Like the old school, you know, defense wins championship ways, it just doesn't work anymore. You can't just win, you like, you can't just win with a defense. You need an offense that can score and move the ball. However, you can't just win with it with an offense, you need that complementary football. Uh, when's the last team that didn't win? Right. What's the last team that didn't win with a uh, w- without a defense or didn't or who's the last team that won a Super Bowl that didn't have complementary both. When you think about when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, their defense came alive right at the uh, at the perfect time. And then when you think about someone like the you think about the, that, they lost last year, they got beat by a good defense and a horrible offensive line. So, yeah, it, it's, I, I'm down with you guys on that. Uh, all right, that's it for today. Don't forget that you can download Last Call with Ray Route Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so make sure you don't miss any episode of the podcast. Thanks so much for coming down to the Shenanigans Pub and hanging out for us on the Last Call with Ray Route. I did all I could do. I either did my job or I didn't. That's up to you to decide. Make sure you don't miss tomorrow's episode. I don't know what we'll be talking about to paraphrase the greatest coach of all time. I'll worry about next show. Next show